But uh, right now, we're going to speak to Dale Hayes about look, looking back at the weekend's golf action. For the story behind the action, catch Tabiso Musia weekdays at 7 p.m. So it was a it was a good weekend for South Africans in golf around the world. I think so, and I'm sure Dale Hales will agree. And he joins us on the line now. Dale, good evening, and thank you very much for speaking to us on SAFM tonight. It was an awesome weekend. It wasn't good. It was brilliant. <laughs> could have been could have been better. Yeah. Could have been better, but it was brilliant. Thanks, Dale. A great, great, great choice of word there. Let's start off maybe with the little known Garrick Hugo. What can you tell us? He won the Portugal Open for his maiden European Tour title. What can you tell us about him? You know, he's a young man who's just getting better and better every single year. He's just improved and, and uh, well, I mean, now he's won a tournament on the European Tour, which is absolutely awesome. But, uh, you know, often people say to me, you know, what's a future hole for golf? You know, where are next group of golfers coming from? And are there, are there more Ernie Elses in the wings and Retief Hwissons and Gary Players in the wings? And, you know, I, I say to them, that, you know, there are just so many. There are too many to count. Hmm. There really are. We've got so many great young players that are going to be embarking on new careers on all the tours around the world. And Gary Port is just one of them. Yeah, and I believe Gary Player once tipped him for great things at an early age. I saw a tweet uh, yesterday about that. But George Kutier, yes, yes uh, that, that's that's a true story, right? That's evidently a true story. Gary, Gary, yes. at a very early age, saw him swing the golf club and said that uh, that uh, he was going to be a young man to watch in the future. <laughs> and George Kutier, what another mention tonight? Won two weekends ago for the first time in Europe, and now tied for third. What's different? Has anything changed in his game that is in such good form? You know, I spoke to George uh, during lockdown, and George told me that he was working with a mental guy, and uh, he was really working hard on on changing the way mentally he played the game of golf. Mm-hmm. And I think you see now that that's paying dividends for George. George is a terrific player. You, you know, he really is a very talented player. He's, a, he's got a very, very good short game, and uh, so I and I think the best is yet to come for George. I think uh, you know George is going to be a guy who's going to be around for a long time. He's a very thoughtful person. He, he's he's a smart he's a smart young man, very very bright young man, and he you know he thinks a lot about his golf game. and And I think the best is yet to come from George. Would you say that win at the Portugal Masters at Del Hayes was a big mental breakthrough for him because he'd won on the tour before, but it was his first win in Europe. Absolutely, you know, to win, you know, to win in your home country, um, to win anywhere is not easy. Yeah. Okay, let's put it that way to start with. You know, to win a golf tournament, you know, you've got to often beat 144 other players, so it's never easy to win a golf tournament. But it is easier to win in your home country. Uh, when you get overseas, you know, you've now got the best players from many different countries playing, so the fields are just that much stronger. Plus, which often you don't know the golf courses very well. You don't know the towns that you're playing in. You don't know any, you know, uh, all that sort of stuff is new to you. So to win overseas is much more difficult. And I think, as I say, I think George, I think the best is yet to come from George. Um, as as the best is yet to come from Eric Van Royen, Christian Besaid, no, mm. Justin Harding, so many young players. Dylan Fritelli, all these guys. Dylan Fritelli, absolutely. Now, back, back to the U.S. Open, a third place for Louis Osthuizen, still focusing on the South Africans. That must be an encouraging performance. You know, Louis, Louis has been playing very, very well of late. Um, you know, he hasn't, he hasn't won. And it's actually quite amazing that Louis has not won a tournament on American soil, which is absolutely incredible for as good a player as he is. But, um, 
you know, this week, it was a, such a hard golf course. You know, it was, it was a brutal golf course. And you couldn't make mistakes. And I think that suits Louis. You know, Louis, Louis's best finishes are on difficult golf courses in big tournaments. So I think Louis, you know, he's a patient. He plays, he plays with a lot of patience. He keeps the ball in play. And, um, you know, that was a, that was a terrific, terrific uh, finish for Louis. And I think about 15 million rands, I think he won, somewhere in that region. It's a sort of about your pay, isn't it? <laughs> how I wish, Dale. Not a bad day in the office at all. And talk to us, how difficult is winged foot? Because and, we saw, I mean, know, the winner was the only one to go under par after 72 holes. Absolutely. You know, you know, you know I said, uh, we send out a newsletter every week. And I said in my newsletter this morning early, I said, you know, I would rather, I would, you know, that for me is not entertainment to watch the best players in the world struggle like they did at Ringfoot. I'd rather read a uh, Stephen King book or watch a Frankenstein movie, you know, <laughs> than watch the best golfers in the world have to struggle. When you see, a, when you see the best golfers in the world, four putt and five putt and six putt even, you know, there's something wrong. And I, I think they, you know, because the golf ball is going so far now and, and the drivers are, 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 you know, the equipment is, is so much better than it used to be. I think they're having to ma- to trick up the golf courses too much. Mm. And, you know, for me, it doesn't make for, for great entertaining golf. golf. Um, you know, I'd like to see them roll back the golf ball so the ball doesn't go quite as far. And I think we'd see more entertainment in the game of golf. We'd see more shot making. And I think the game needs that. You know, Bryson, uh, when you see a guy who's winning a tournament and he's only hitting a few fairways, you know, he's not hitting the ball particularly straight. He's gouging the ball out the rough. Fortunately, he hits it so far that he can use short irons, you know, uh, nine irons and eight irons and wedges. Um, if, he had to, if he had to be hitting the ball shorter and was trying to hit three and four and five irons out that rough, the scores all would have been way over par. Mm. Now, all the talk is about his stunning victory and how he's changing the way the game is played. Do you agree? Is he changing the way golf is played? Are we witnessing a revolution here? No, I don't think so. I think, you know, he, he's just a very different human being. And I think that he's found something that works for him. And he's worked very, very hard. All credit to him. He's worked very, very hard at it. And uh, he's found something that works for him. It wouldn't work for everybody. The great thing about golf, my friend Peter Makovic, who builds golf courses, said it. He said, golf is like women. Thank goodness we all like different ones. <laughs> okay, otherwise there would be a huge problem in this world. And golf games are the same. You know, everybody is an individual. Everybody's built differently. Everybody has different strengths, different weaknesses, and everybody's going to play golf differently. He's found an unusual way to play. He's worked unbelievably hard at it, and he's made it work for him. I don't think it's going to revolutionize the game. I don't think we'll find other people trying to copy that. And can, can you simplify it for us, Dale? What is this unusual way that is found of playing? Because we saw him bulk up last year, taking his cue from Brooks, Brooks Kepka. Well, okay, firstly, let's talk about his body. He's bulked up. He's, he's got, he spent hours and hours in the gym. He's, he's got a diet that is through the roof. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, you know, most people couldn't exist on his diet. But he's got unbelievably strong in a very short period of time. So that physically is one of the things. From, from a golf equipment point of view, he uses what, what we call one-length iron. So all his irons are the same length. He's the only player on tour that does it. Okay, it's been tried since the 70s. People have been bringing out one-length irons. They've never, ever caught on. But he has found a way to use them because he has what they call a one-plane swing. 
So he takes the club back and through on the same plane with every golf club. Now, with a driver, because a driver is a longer club, your driver, you'd swing flatter. In other words, the club would come more around your body than it would with a wedge. So it's, it's a different way of playing the game. And uh, it works for him, and he's practiced hard. He's worked unbelievably hard on doing that. And, and he's found a way to make it work for him. Also with his putting, you know, he's got this, he's got this uh, straight left arm, and the left arm just goes straight into the shaft of the putter. Now, funny enough, um, I think his putting stroke, I think, would suit some people. Mm-hmm. I think if I was a young man going to, going to uh, try and start playing the game for a living, I would try what he's doing with a putter because that does make sense to me. Okay, but that's the only thing that he does that makes sense to me. I worry about his diet. I worry about all the work he's put into building up his body. You know, I worry about the injuries that he might sustain. But time will tell. Time will tell. So that breakfast breakfast is four eggs, five pieces of bacon, toast, and two organic protein shakes. And then he says he he has about six protein shakes or even more uh, during the day. So I thought that was normal. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for you, maybe, Dell. Maybe that's why I'm 40 pounds overweight. (laughs) So are you saying this way of playing golf will not work at most golf courses? Or it's just not sustainable? No. If you if you're a golfer, if you're a club golfer, don't copy Bryson DeChambeau. Copy copy uh, Louis Oosthuizen, copy Charles Swatzel, copy Dylan Fratelli, copy Justin Thomas, copy Xander uh, uh, Schauffele. Mm. Don't copy uh, um, DeChambeau. The only thing we can copy is his putting because he used to be a horrible putter and has improved. Absolutely, he, he, you know, and all credit to him for the amount of work. And his persistence, his determination, you've got to give him credit. You have to give him credit. He's made it work. And he's, got, he's obviously, got a, he's obviously single-minded and got a great strength of mind. Is he a golf nerd? Do you expect more innovations from him going forward? Well, you know, you listen to the way he talks, and he talks about the difference in distance uh, when weather changes, you know, and he talks about, uh, you know, if, if, the, if the air is heavier, that the... He's got, to, he's got to find a way to measure how many yards difference that makes to his game. So he's, he's, he's becoming very much more scientific with the way he approaches the game. And I do think that pros are going to go that way. Because, you know, top golfers, for the amount of money that you can make, top golfers are going to find anything they can find to, to, to help them score better. So I do think the game is going to become more scientific. And I do think players are going to be looking for other things that might help them to play better. And, you know, he's, he's one, of the, one of the first ones. That, I don't think he's the only one, but he's one of the first ones to be trying all these different things. Okay, let's see how it goes. Thanks, Del, for speaking to us. We appreciate your insight. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Thank Cheers. you, sir. That's Good night. De- that's Del Hayes there uh, joining us. Where is he? Where is he? Is he? It was probably at Sun City this weekend because everybody was at Sun City for the reopening of the Big Gary Player Country Club. So some nice pictures there. They didn't see the invite, though, on um, my inbox. But anyway, I'm glad people had fun there at uh, the Gary Player Country Club. And it's good to see that it's opening again. Unfortunately, there will be no NetBank Golf Challenge this uh, season, uh, this year rather. It has been postponed, of course, due to the coronavirus crisis. Up next, we're going to talk cricket and we're going to...
talk to a member of Cricket South Africa's Members Council just to get an update on a lot that's been happening as far as Cricket South Africa is uh, concerned. And talking about cricket, there was a cricket match on the go. Um, the Real Challengers are Bangalore. Uh, APD Villiers' team were up against the, 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 the Sunrisers from Hyderabad and uh, the Royal Challengers Bangalore making 163 for 5 in their 20-overs there. There was a 50 for ABD Villiers when I checked. Yes, he was um, run out for 51 of just 30 balls. There was a time he was at the crease with Virat Kohli. I thought magic would happen and then Virat Kohli got caught on the boundary trying to slog one for a 6. So uh, the Royal Challengers are Bangalore finishing on uh, 163 for 5 and uh, the um, Sunrisers are betting now. They are on 121 for 3 after 15 overs. So which means that the Sunrisers need 43 runs in 28 balls there. So we'll try and keep you updated with that cricket as we go along.